Hello and welcome to Talk Back for Thursday, May 12th. Good to see you and thanks for joining us tonight. Tonight we have a lot to unpack. Tonight's going to pack a punch for want of a better word. We're entering into a dark societal subject. It's quite rife in New Zealand. It's called domestic violence and um, it's not exclusively happening in one section of our community. It's, it's been around since the dawn of time. In the olden days, men were allowed to control and feel above their partner. And if the women tried to attack the male, then she would be punished. That was happening in the 1700s, 1800s. But just let me make it abundantly clear. This is not an attack on males whatsoever. Abundantly clear. So we want your contributions. We want to know your views on what can we do? What can society do to uh, help this really, really, really touchy, um, awful subject. So the decision to leave uh, for the person that's being manipulated, abused, controlled is the toughest decision for um, the victim. If you know someone that's under threat, I think if you could help them reach out to a domestic violence organization, then... Um, you can help them develop a plan to leave. Whew, yeah, I'm pretty nervous about this. This is a this is quite a uh, sensitive topic. So we just want our little disclaimers. Um, we just we don't want anyone to get like highly offended by this. We just um we just want to share. We've got a survivor backstage, who's willing to share what she's been through. To what extent we don't know, but she's now turned her life around. She's a voice. She's an advocate. So uh, let's crack into the interview. And I'm going to introduce you now to your beautiful host, Michelle Henderson. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Selena. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, I'm, I'm excited about the subject being, obviously, it's a super sensitive subject that will trigger potentially a lot of viewers that may be watching, but... My whole idea behind this is to help educate people that are in similar situations so that they can find help and, and also feel like they can have a voice to be able to find solutions and, and not feel isolated or alone. You know, it's such a common thing, unfortunately, worldwide, but especially in New Zealand, for, for females and males. So I think the more that we openly discuss these kind of things in, in public... Uh, I've said... Yeah, discussions, I think the more people will have the confidence to actually do something about it and be able to identify when it's time to leave. Yeah, and take action and yeah. uh, find that strength, strength and self-care and sure. um, find the light. I don't have a candle, so I'm just shining a light on this and wishing anyone out there who is suffering, going to send you an angel and we love you and you're not alone. Let's bring in Anna. Thank you. Hey, gorgeous. How are you? Hello. Evening. Thank you so much for coming on tonight. Like, um, obviously, when I approached you about the entire subject, you know, obviously it's quite um, triggering, and I'm not too sure how tonight's going to go for you. And I just want you to be, obviously, as you as usual, completely open and honest, and I'll ask you a few questions and I just really want to hear your story so that, you know, young women out there as well can feel like they have a voice to 
to follow your footsteps and potentially do something about it, you know? Yep, of course. Cool. So, um, first of all, for the audience that don't know who you are, can you explain to us a little bit about your background, where you come from, what makes you you? Um, well, I am New Zealand Māori, born and bred. Um, grew up in a very fun and action-packed, adventured lifestyle. Just visiting the entire country, I have lived in most of the country from... Invercargill, Dunedin, Wellington, and now Auckland. Um, maybe next Sydney, New York. Who knows? That's cute. New York. <laughs> um, yeah, I pretty uh, been always been very independent. Uh, growing up a single child, um, but I do have half half siblings, um, which are who are both part of my life, um, and just really a bit of a self go getter um uh, I feel like honestly yeah. when I when I first met you um with from Darren Bianca actually beautiful people I haven't seen them in years I need to catch up with them but I feel like when I first met you you were just so vivacious and outgoing and I could tell that you were a super driven independent person like I could just feel that from your energy yeah which is interesting I was actually thinking about that today like uh you know when we first met and where I was at you know just in that space at that time um still very much in that very toxic manipulative relationship um you know it probably wasn't in between where I sort of like flow in and out um it probably wasn't really my true self authentic self like I am now yeah um and yeah it's just crazy it's crazy the journey that I've been on um and to think and see myself where I am now um yeah, I just I just have mornings where I'm driving to the gym and I just think I cannot believe that I would ever get to this point where I'm I'm feeling happy. Um, in the moments in the morning where I'll be just be miserable, and I think I'm never gonna I'm never gonna see the end of this. Um, I'm never gonna feel happiness uh, to now feel it. I'm just like, yeah. There's always a light at the end, and I feel like when you're in that in that um, that mental state and constant manipulation and gaslighting, um, well, I'll go into that a little bit further on. But I think, yeah, for sure. Luckily for me, I haven't personally experienced this, um, so yeah, I, I guess you're educating me at the same time to be able to recognise potential signs. So if you can kind of start to see that in others. Even yeah. just looking out and being and, and saying something like, hey, I'm here, like, do you want to talk? I don't yeah, know. And, and that has really been my sole purpose and my why because I had no idea what I was going through until I joined a, um, a private group on Facebook and saw other people going through the exact same behavior with their partners and their family members. And I was just like, what is this? You know, this, yeah. and it just, made me realize I wasn't crazy as I'd been made to feel um, yes. and that I wasn't alone. You know, I mean, you obviously know we've got both got this wide network of people um, that we know and I just felt so alone because no one understood and they just were like, oh, it's just typical relationship stuff, you know, or oh, you're just not compatible or... Yeah, that's a dangerous you know, thing. And that was also why I was driven to do this because to help others really to recognize that this isn't just a normal relationship breakup. There is so much more to it. And to understand um, 
I mean, I'm still learning. I'm still, I'm still seeing things pop up and I read about it and I think, oh my God. Um, but just really help, help because, you know, yeah, I just, I had no idea about this behavior. Um, obviously, you know, of course you do, you know, about the physical abuse because, you know, we've all watched once worries. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other side of it, the, the psychological um, manipulation that just actually drives you insane. Um, that you just do things that you would never think you'd ever do. Like, you know, I was pushed to my limits. I snapped, um, you know, the things that I would never do. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. I think you almost get potentially to that to that point um, where you almost go into survival mode, whether that be, you know, mentally, emotionally. If you get to push to that extreme of course, you wouldn't recognise a behaviour that you're probably not used to because it's survival. You know, yeah. you're to just live a normal day to day. And you, you get to a point also where you're like, you're mirroring their behaviour. So you're like, well, you know, it's okay for you to do it, then I'll do it. But then yeah. when you do it, no. It's I know I can I can hear what you're saying. It's it's kind of like. If you're manipulated to that point where you're starting to mirror one another's behaviours, obviously that turns into gaslighting whenever they can be like, well, you're doing it. And it's learned behaviour. Do you, do you believe that, you know, narcissism, um, I haven't done much research on it, but are people, are people, do they have that genetic makeup to just naturally have that in them? Or is it a learned behaviour? Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's probably still on the cards and being debatable, but, um, you know, through my research I have, learn some things where um, it can stem from childhood in terms of how parents can either be too overprotective or underprotective and so the child develops this sense of fake reality really to uh, just I guess I can't even think of the words like hide you know like just protect themselves from that and so oh. all they know how to do is lie and manipulate okay so it comes down to almost, yeah, the way that they're trained to as such as children based on the way that they're raised. Yeah, some some cases. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to say that's in all cases, but, yeah. Um, I think the other thing that's really important and, and my purpose as well is to um, – uh, Sorry, I just got distracted with the question. <laughs> no, 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 that's all good. I, I guess we'll, we'll go a little bit more into depth with your personal experience because obviously we're going to upset people potentially watching this discussion. And I knew that would happen because everyone's perception and experience is different, right? So I just want to highlight to everyone potentially watching, like there is no type of lack of knowledge because it comes down to experience, your own personal experience. So I'm sorry if we upset you and if, if that's the case and you're welcome to... Go elsewhere. But if you guys, I definitely wasn't writing that off at all. I was just trying to say, you know, like. Oh no, no, mate! I was just reading the, the comment. Um, there was a comment from a lady called Jen McGrath. But if we just get back kind of onto um, your experience, you know, obviously abuse starts slowly, um, and you don't see the warning signs straight away. So, when did you hit that kind of point where it started to not be okay anymore, and where you thought, okay, I need to write for help? And I need to obviously start researching this to help others as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely would never have seen it at the time. Um, what, what am I now? I'm 13 months free of since I had a cut contact completely. And it's like this massive 
fog has just lifted off you know my shoulders and out of my head that are a lot of things that I suppressed and you know I'm it's now coming back out and my memories are coming back and you know that's really traumatic in itself um seeing things what they really were and just feeling stupid um you know when I look back now where the where the first signs were um was an argument where just he completely snapped and in my myself I was just like well that's that's really bizarre you know I was just so out of the blue um and then rushing off was like oh well you know sorry about that I just I always get angry you know <laughs> it's like and it was hard for me because my previous relationship at nine years there wasn't any any anger in, in that intensity so I was a bit confused and thrown but thought okay this is probably just normal relationship stuff and you know let it slide and I think from there it just began because I, I was basically saying what you did was acceptable. Yes. Yeah, I hear you. So um, it's a hard, it's a, it's a hard subject. But like, did you, did you, do you talk to him at all? For, to like, when you go to therapy, like, do you have, did you completely have to cut contact off with him? Like, what, what, what was completely? I just, it was like going cold turkey. You really are actually addicted to this person, um, and not in a healthy way. <laughs> um it's so like you know just you know someone wants to quit smoking what do you do you either you know you just cut it off you go comply you just yeah it's you just can't I think in my case I'm really lucky we don't have kids and, and I've seen a lot of a lot of people in our support group that really struggle because they've got that connection still um and just having no contact at all is really the best best way to get your life back yeah you you just cut yourself free from that manipulation Mm. because you were discussing um you're obviously talking about it being an addiction you know like obsessive kind of behavior is that is that would you say that's the same thing as codependency almost too much codependency on one another yeah so i talk about it in my podcast i'm going to give an uh an example of um a gambling machine where you know you go and you go and put your money on a gambling machine and you keep giving yourself and giving yourself, and then sometimes it will, it will reward you, and so you get that feeling of oh, awesome. But then it takes and takes and takes from you. But then by then you're already addicted because you know at some point they're going to come. That good feeling's going to come again, and so you you're just continually waiting for that next, you know, bit of oh yeah, there it is. Yeah. Did your friends and family recognize anything? Because you said that you felt quite alone. So. Um... Were there any warning signs that they could have picked up from you during during that time in your life? They, I mean, obviously they, they weren't happy about the whole thing. Um, my family probably struggled the most. Um, they knew pretty much from the, right away that, you know, this wasn't a good person. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but I'm, <laughs> one of my qualities, I suppose, uh, is I, I'm not a quitter. Um and I don't like to give up and I'm very stubborn as well <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh yeah I mean it's hard because you're so deep in the manipulation that you know people trying to tell you uh 
you know, and, and, and I talk about it again as in my podcast, I had a friend who just got so frustrated and fed up, uh, you know, sent this huge long message on our Facebook Messenger, just really giving it to me how he felt about the relationship. Um, you know, he's sick of seeing me go back and I'm just being used and, you know, it just, and it was such the bad timing for me to get that. And, you know, I really just wish he picked up the phone and had a conversation and it really destroyed our relationship. Um, but, you know, fast forward to now, like, we're really good again and we're rebuilding that, you know, friendship and stuff. And I kind of explained to him, like, hey, you need to listen to my podcast because I think you, you might benefit from actually understanding what I was going through and just, you know, because people don't. They don't understand you're bonded by trauma or, you know, you're being gaslit or you're being manipulated. Um, yeah. Can you talk to me a little bit about um, obviously manipulation and a little bit more about gaslighting? Like what would be some examples, not necessarily personally yours, but like you said, I guess a lot of people would assume that if you talk to your friends about your relationship, they may just say, oh, you guys, it's normal to argue. It's normal to have a fight with your partner. But what would be, um, you know, trigger signs that things are not great? Uh knowing you said something and being told you didn't say it or you know my example was um you know why aren't you doing this and they're like I am gosh you're losing you're losing it and I'm like but I've got the hard evidence to back up what I just said yeah <laughs> you know? and yeah so they start they almost shatter your own reality because you think am I hearing things like and then you start processing and doubting yourself which then gives them power to basically do whatever they like, really. You're, you're handing them your power. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's just so many different different things you go through, like um, infidelity and all that kind of stuff. And, and um, you know, I've always prided myself in, in being quite uh, carefree um, when I'm, you know, in a relationship. And, um, you know, I've always known that, you know, we, both of us have, you know, best friends that are guys and girls and stuff. I'm never, you know, kind of like uh, jealous in that kind of way. Um, yeah. I think it's really, really healthy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I was made to be really feel insecure um, and just, you know, side comments and, and I could see what was going on in my head. But, you know, no, I'm crazy. Yeah, because they, they start to doubt, your, you know, you start to doubt your own self-worth. And obviously, because like you said, if, it, if it's related to like a gambling thing it's like you keep you keep trying and trying because like you said you're going to get that reward mm. um so yeah and you said you're not a fighter so that's another thing because they talk a lot about having like if you're an empath you naturally will attract potentially narcissistic partners because you're trying to fix them as such and do you relate to that at all i can definitely relate to that now now yeah. that I, I understand everything um and i've educated myself and gone yeah okay you know um. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you, there is there is no rescuing or no helping these type of people because it's, it's just how they are. <laughs> yeah. If you could go back to the height of um, you know, the trauma in your relationship, if you could say something to that to the you then that could potentially help faster or help heal you, what would you say? Trust your gut. Yeah. You know, listen to that voice in your head. Ignore the heart. 
you know, because what you're feeling in your gut, you know, your body knows, like, and, you know, like you asked before, what really was a deciding factor for me to leave, my body was shutting down and I just felt like I was dying. And, you know, to a point I was actually hospitalized, um, uh, and I talk about that again in my podcast about broken heart syndrome. Uh, it's just the worst thing to go through. Like you literally just feel like your heart is breaking. Um, and I just knew like I can't do this anymore. I, I'm, if I carry on, I'm just going to be, you know, underground. That's when all those factors are affected, um, you know, especially because you're mentally super strong to go through that. That the only way that your that your body can tell you that this is wrong is to shut itself naturally down, which is awful. Yeah, um, and you know you're just you're put under so much stress. Um, you know, you just your chemicals in your body and all your hormone levels are just all out of whack. Um, you know, you're not sleeping properly. Um, yeah, as much as I tried to maintain, you know, going to the gym, walking. Um, uh, you know, that, that first lockdown we had really was the, the height or the, the, the peak of my domestic violence at home. It was awful. And honestly, I'm so, I, I don't even want to say I'm so sorry because I'm, that sounds so um, fake. <laughs> but yeah, my heart, my heart honestly goes out to you. Um, there, there would have been nothing worse than being stuck in the same room with your abuser. Yeah. And, and I think the other thing that I really struggled with is, you know, like been in this beautiful home for seven years now, you know, I'm the leaseholder, I'm, I'm responsible for making sure that this house is looked after. Um, and, you know, just, just, yeah, just the games and stuff and, and how I'd be made out to be the controlling one. And, um, you know, I'm so disrespectful. I don't, you know, I don't um, respect their their boundaries when they don't even have any um yeah you know like they were smoking and doing drugs in their room so of course I'm gonna just open the door because I'm like hey you can't do that you know like I've got to look after this house um and then you know I'd see you know messages being sent to friends oh you know she, she just barged right in she's such a bitch and you know like the friends were like oh bro you know that's so uncalled for but you know misses out the fact that it had come right into my room, right through my walk-in wardrobe, into my bathroom and open the shower door. You know, where's my boundaries? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it just, the conversation or the smear campaigns, if you want to call it, around how I'm the bad person um, to mates, you know, just, again, it's just some manipulation. It's um, a lot of self-projection, isn't it? Yeah. And, I, you know, and that's, one of the biggest struggles doing this whole thing um you know for a long time putting the podcast together i was just living in constant fear of the retaliation or the the vengeful things that would happen from it um but i then just got to a point i was just like no you know um, my purpose isn't to be revengeful Mm. um or you know (laughs) what do you call air my dirty laundry or anything like that my purpose is i have to be um true to myself to to be able to tr- be true to others so that who are going through the experience feel like they're not alone. Um, and I've had, you know, since going live, um, what, three, four weeks? I don't, can't remember. Um, it's just been nothing but amazing um, positive feedback. Um, 
from all around the world, um, which has oh, been wow. really, really mind-blowing. Um, and people sharing my story with other people. Um, I got contacted by a woman who actually happened to have a documentary um, uh, online. I watched that and my whole body just went into chills. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, like... I've, I, you know, I've seen photos and things of, of other, you know, close friends of, of their abuse they've been through, you know, much, much worse, you know, small or large, you know, it's still abuse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Can I just say thank you so much for being brave enough to potentially put yourself on the line to help others, you know, if you were scared of retaliation but you still push through to help others and, and be there for them. Thank you so much because I feel like there's so many people that are too scared to do that in the first place. But to take that risk, you know, is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's, um, it's been quite the journey, but, um, yeah, the, the you know, just listening to my support team, just reiterating, you know, what you're doing is you're doing it for the right reasons. You know, there are other people out there, that, you know, and, um uh, you know, I've connected with with another woman who, uh, you know, has just gone through a recent breakup and she had no idea. And then, you know, listening to the podcast, she's just like, wow, you know, I'm just, I can resonate with everything you're saying. Um, which, you know, just reiterates why, why, my why. Yeah. And I feel like there's, you know, there's people that hold the light as such that are there for others. And then there are actually people out there that... In, well, I don't want to say enjoy, but there are people out there that break people down um, and almost enjoy the kick of it because they're in control. Yeah, but, you know, I kind of feel like those who have a conscience and have empathy will then feel guilty for what they did, you know, exactly. and apologise. Yeah. Um, Recognise that, you know. What's been, a, what's been a huge achievement for you since you decided to start, you know, since you started to voice yourself and your story? What's been a real massive achievement for you? Um, gosh, there's so many. Um, you know, like I've done it all on my own. And when I say that, um, I mean like I've built my, my website on my own. Um, I sort of gave myself a sort of crash course on how to do podcasting what you know I had to look at what kind of microphones headphones um software learn the software um you know my podcast could definitely do with some you know editing properly but you know I just at the end of the day I was just like oh you know I just got to get it out there um at the end of the day it always comes down to the content you know like you can be nitpicky and be like oh you know this cut could have been different or you know, the fade in or my voice could be a little bit louder but even the day when you've got good intentions behind the content you're letting out amazing um uh yeah so there's been there's been um lots of achievements and you know what i have achieved in this last year you know blows me away because and you've got to give yourself a little bit of self you know pat on the back um i just wouldn't have achieved what i have if i'd stayed um, because it was just my, my focus and my energy uh, was just had to be on them and uh, along with my finances and, oh, you know, just having this freedom and I, just, I feel like the universe, you know, whether people b- want to believe in that or not, but I, I truly feel like everything's happened for a reason. Um, yes. I, you know, I, I've 
started up a wee side hustle making um, handmade pavlovas with very gourmet kind of different toppings and stuff, which, um, you know, I didn't even really think about at the time, which sort of I put out there in November, not really thinking about Christmas, and it just went, you know, I had 27 pavs to do on Christmas Day, and I I order board, and I was like, how am I going to do this? But I was like, no, you're going to do this. Um, And then, you know, Doing that whole experience, and um, you know, definitely without the support of my younger cousin, um, you know, helping with all the marketing stuff, she's just a champion, and I, I love her very much for, for really helping me through that. Um, you know, business cards and stuff. Um, so that was really exciting. It was really exciting to feel like I've done something for myself um, and people's enjoyment. I remember, I remember you post about it, and I was like, oh my god, yes, so cool. <laughs> and that's when I obviously had in my mind, I was like, oh my god, I'd love to chat to you on talkback yeah and then um um i kind of i don't really know how my podcast kind of came together like originally in my head i was going to write a book um and then that kind of shifted and then i wanted to do a cooking show um with all the things i love cooking and um that you know then my paths came along so the whole cooking kind of idea kind of took a back seat and then I was like, I want to do a podcast. And then I think, you know, everyone has their own way of going through their healing journey. And for me, definitely was just the whole lead up to recording. You know, like I wrote all those episodes. And for me, wow. writing, writing it out and reading them over, um, you know, I cried lots of times reading them because I'm just like, I can't believe I went through this. Yeah. <laughs> but that was really healing for me to just get it all out. Um, and that's a perfect example of, of someone, you know, turning pain into power. And as soon as you took your power back, you focused on you. Yeah, and then, you know, um, and then, it, you know, as, as I was saying, like the universe, it almost felt like obviously just went, yep, you know, there's a shift in you. You are ready to take on the next chapter of your life. And I was approached uh, for my dream job. Um, and... I just, I just don't even like. I'm, I'm my third week in my new job, and I'm loving it. Um, and oh. it's just weird how it happened. I just, you know, I was approached, and then I was just kind of like, oh yeah, he's another HR kind of, you know, recruiting person. Um, I didn't really kind of understand when I re- read the JD. I was just like, oh yeah, well okay, I'll have a listen. And so, you know, normally if I'm applying for a job, I get right into it. I go to the website, I find out all about it. I'd, Dress nicely. Well, from here up, because you know, no one wears. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not wearing tights, <laughs> like a crop. As long as you look good from here up. Um, <laughs> so you know, I turned up to this what I just thought was a catch up um, in my active wear, um, which was actually my first interview with my manager, um, and then had a second sort of again I thought was just a chit chit chat. Um, with another of the team members and then later that night I, they sent through an offer and you know like I just rang mum I was like are you sitting down this is insane oh, yeah. and you know like you know it's not just just the package deal but it was um, the opportunity for my development in my career and where I where I'm going and it supports everything you know aligns with all my values um, and you know that money money package is just about uh, you know a bonus on top of that but it just it just all sort of fell into place and you know within 13 months 
Well, they say, um, obviously, the most work that you should do is on yourself. And I feel like, honestly, as soon as you love yourself enough to say, this is what I'm worth, everything comes to you, eh? Like, everything you could have dreamt of. Yeah. And I just, you know, it's like, I don't, um, you know, I don't have it. deleted all my dating apps and stuff. I just, I have no time for that. Like, I'm I'm literally busy anyway, but... um, I'm just, you know, like I'm not even interested. And, um, of course, you know, if someone comes along and they blow my socks off, sure. But, you know, like right now I'm just really loving life. I'm loving me and my time and getting right into work and, um, you know, helping to really build the business. Um, yeah. yeah. Super inspiring, like how it could go from, like you said, from one extreme to the absolute other other extreme. So amazing. Um, what are some services or people, if there's any girls or guys that are going through similar things, um, who do they go to for help? Can you can you suggest any amazing people out there? Well, uh, yes. So uh, obviously the, the police were really helpful with me. Um, and when I look at everything on a whole, um, I'm, I don't really have much faith in our justice system. I don't feel there's much support in that and being, you know, this kind of abuse being recognised. Um, yeah. It was really awful for me. Um, yeah, just... Yeah. Just, like, judges having no empathy, um, yeah. you know, and there's some, um, I saw an article on the news last night by um, Kenneth Down and Mana just talking about, you know, just how read traumatic it is for us to go to court and it's such a long drawn out process to have to relive those things again um it's constantly triggered uh but you know like the police i felt were really helpful with me because they're on the front line you know they see these things they understand um you know i'd have lengthy conversations you know about about things and and they would raise their concerns you know they know they could just you know know these types of people um the the victim support people in court, awesome. Yeah. Just, just so helpful and, and really lovely. Um, you know, she'd stay behind late at work, you know, to, to talk to me and play recordings from court. And um, even though she'd be home herself, she'd stay there until I'd finished listening and um, just really beautiful. And people that shine, um, you know, no judgment. A lot of us go back many times um, and they, you know, they just welcome you back and they support you. And, um, you know, they, they give you recommendations for, you know, other courses that you can go to. So I went to a women's support group um, and did that for, I think, six weeks. And, I'm, you know, I've made really lovely friends. I'm, I'm still friends with, with one of the girls. Um, and, you know, just, yeah, just, just, just really supporting each other, you know. And then you've, you've obviously got um, Women's Refuge as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of organisations out there. That are those, those are the key ones that you felt were the most beneficial for you. And I think yeah, the, the beautiful thing about going to these um, these services is when you are actually surrounded by a collective of people that have experienced similar things, you know, um, you can help one another and you can um, obviously grieve together because like yeah. you said, people either don't recognise it or they brush it under the carpet which they shouldn't, you know, a lot of people do it, oh, no, 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 I don't want to acknowledge that, it's not happening, it will go away if I don't talk about it, like it won't go away, especially mental abuse. Mm. If anything, and, worse, yeah. 
worse and worse because, you know, your boundaries are getting pushed further and further. You lose reality and then... And you should you lose your support network as well with your friends and family because they get so frustrated and they don't understand what's going on and so they just go, oh, I'm done with you. And so then you get become more and more isolated and then you feel like you can't talk to anyone because why do they want to listen to you talk about the same thing, you know, because you're not, not changing anything, you're not doing anything, you're just still stuck there. Yeah, totally. And I, I, and I feel like that's the whole thing. It's like at the end of the day, you know, as friends surrounded around someone that could potentially be going through that, that's why we have two ears and one mouth because you just have to listen, you know. Even if it's potentially the same thing, you still just have to listen and you still have to empathise. And, I, you know, like don't just cut it off. And I guess it's so easy for people to be like, I've heard it all before. I don't want to hear it again. Mm. Like if you that, – that's why I think this discussion is so important because it's not necessarily just for the victims but also, you know – friends of the victims it's not always the same case and I think if looking back you know if something actually happened you know whether that be death or suicide or any heavy subjects like that yeah and then there's you know you know there's are people that unfortunately have ended in death you know um I took I mentioned that in my um, podcast about Gabby Petito over in the states where you know she was definitely going through abuse and ultimately ended up being killed by her partner by, by strangulation. Um, I think I read that. I read that statement on your website. Apparently, is it seven hundred and fifty percent more likely to be killed by your partner if you've been strangled? Yeah, that was really that really hit home for me because obviously, you know, I, I was strangled as well, um, but also the girlfriend before me was. You know, in both both those cases, you know, written off in their eyes is nothing. Um, you know, apparently it was only for mere, mere seconds, but, you know, it, left, it did not feel like that to me. You know, and I mm. had the hand marks around my neck to hatch and had a photo of it. But, um, it's, yeah, just a, going through this whole process and, and researching and finding out this kind of information, it just kind of really, I'm just like, wow, you know, shit. I think it's like any traumatic thing in your life, you know, whether that be, um, you know, a car accident or abuse. It's like you don't actually realise the magnitude of how bad it is until you're looking back. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I just really saying, like I said to you earlier on, like, you know, that just that fog's lifted um, and just really, you know, when things come back into my head, I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can laugh now um, because I am so much stronger, but, you know, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm just laughing just because it's just I can't believe that I went through that. For sure. But I think, honestly, that's why um, the beautiful thing about your journey is that now, like I said, you can offer advice to people and help, you know. Like I said, a lot of people, I think, may potentially do their own healing journey but still kind of... I don't, would you believe that a lot of people may be embarrassed about what they might have gone through and want to keep it to themselves and not talk about it? I can say yes, and not for all, but from people that I know mm-hmm. that are in my life and have gone through situations, you know, we have talked about it and they do feel embarrassed and, you know, the kind of the shame that comes with it and because you're so broken down and drilled into your head that you're basically worthless so to talk about it with others, you just feel embarrassed. And, yeah, it's hard to kind of explain. 
Yeah. Would you have, just because I'm just looking at the time and I'd love to keep um, talking with you, how do people find you if they feel a little bit more, you know, if they've watched this podcast, how do people find you, babe, like on Instagram, um, what works if they wanted to reach out to you specifically? Yep. So there's a contact form on my website, which is annaellis.co.nz. Um, and, you know, just on that topic in terms of, um, you know, my contact form, like I have, and I really wanted to make this a good point as well, is like domestic violence or narcissistic abuse, um, you know, women aren't at the end of it, you know, they can be the abuser as well. And, you know, I really want to make that clear, like, you know, men go through this as well. And I have had men contact me and go, I've listened to your podcast and oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm going through that as well. And it's, and it's, I'm glad that it's starting in those discussions and men do feel comfortable to come forward. Yeah. Um, I am in the process of putting together season two, which is interviewing people, you know, like you and I are and for them to talk about their journeys, you know, and getting men as well. Um, I have an, another friend who wants to talk about it from being in the gay community because she said it happens a lot in there as well. So, mm. yeah, yeah. It's just really um, making, bringing that awareness out. And, that's and why I find you so inspiring. It's awesome and, you know, it affects all walks of life, you know. Um, it's common, unfortunately. So please, if anyone out there is suffering from anything um, related to obviously the subject we're talking about, and it's so broad abuse please don't be embarrassed to ask for help you know if you feel like your friends don't understand or if you feel like you know you might have gone to your friends for support and they just brush you off please either go to Anna or services that can honestly help you and um, walk you through the process professionally because I guess yeah. some degree you know friends can only offer so much help because if they haven't experienced it you know yeah. Um, yeah, and so I've got some support organisations on my website as well that you can click through to. Um, uh, there's also a little tag um, similar to what the warehouse have on their website where you can, it takes you directly to Women's Refuge. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. Like, it means heaps, and I know it's such a heavy, a, a heavy subject, and me and Selena, when we were coming into this, I was like, wow, like, I just don't really know how this is going to go, but I know that if, you know, even if I'm... Neither. Yeah, and that's why <laughs> it's... I, I, I was, um, right before I jumped on, I was building my new couch that's just arrived, so I just yeah. I think was just distracting myself from my thoughts. Because, yeah, yeah, like, uh, it is um it is a sensitive uh, topic, and, you know, and I hope that, you know, people who are listening can feel a bit more encouraged to support someone if they know it's going through it or you know um reach out really and and just know you're not alone thank you so much jenna i think i might just i'll grab selena back on but yeah i honestly appreciate this so much and like i said when i when i approached you i knew it would be i didn't know what your response was going to be so i do yeah i'm real grateful for you to come on and discuss with us today well thank you for having me and yeah for reaching out no worries Hey, <laughs> Thank you for your time, Anna. Really appreciate you coming on and being so open. You're, you're making a difference and you've got a strong voice and I, I just love your calm persona through all, all this as well. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I would love to try some of your cooking one day. Has cooking really helped you? Is it quite <laughs> healing, right? Um, I've always been a... Uh, very passionate about cooking I've, I've been brought up in the environment um with my family my mum and my aunties and my nan especially um you know love that woman to bits rest her soul but um 
yeah, I I really, really cook for myself. I love cooking for others and I love sharing that, um, you know, the love I put into the food with all my friends and family. What's your favourite dish to, to make? Uh, right now at the moment uh, is Thai beef salad. I love it. It's just so full of flavours and I make it all fresh, you know, I grind it all up um, and it's just so easy as well. Um, so that's my go-to at this current period of time. Sounds healthy <laughs> too. Healthy and refreshing and, uh, yeah, nicely filling. Oh, that's so good. Thanks, Lena. Bless you, mate, and you you take care. We really Thank appreciate you. you so much. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, we Epic. Look, guys, take care out there. Just wanted to, I think we touched on this before, like the reason why some people may not leave, it could be to do with uh, financial strain. It's a key component. How can we help? How can workplaces help? Workplaces, this is what I got off psychology today, workplaces can help by creating policies to protect and support employees who are victims of intimate partner violence. But, um... Yeah, the whole financial thing, if someone isn't earning independently, they feel like they have nowhere to go. They need to know they're not alone. Not alone. Here's the light. Here's the light. Okay, um, I'm going to have a chat with Anna backstage. Thank you guys for tuning in. We've got some cool guests coming up next week. So, uh, gosh, I put this little teddy bear here earlier, this panda. Um, because uh, I wasn't going to be oversharing, but I'll just share a quick story. As a youngster, I saw something, you know, my relative got hurt. won't say who. I gave them my teddy bear because she was crying. So I was really young, but I just it stuck in my head. So, <sighs> yeah, and that person, I've totally forgiven that person to this day, and now we're... He's one of my closest relatives because who hasn't done fucked up things? And people can change. So bless up. Take care because um, it's rough out there sometimes, but um, shit, there's a lot of peace out there too. So thank you for joining Talk Back tonight and we will see you again next week. <laughs>